in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, folks, this is Archie Mason, host of That Farm Life Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode today. I don't know what number episode we're on, but it's way over 100. So thank you so much. Many of you subscribe. Many of you listen. We've got folks in all states across the U.S., across countries around the world. So thank you for tuning in. That Farm Life Podcast is a resource of agrihealth.net. You can check us out there at that website. Uh, for more resources we have. We are all about the stress and strain of farm life, the real life. Uh, You may live in it. You may have a family member that you know of, someone who's a part of that, and maybe you hear them talk about it. And so what we do on the podcast, we always want to interview different people. Uh, They're from different states. Today, we have a special guest with us, Marcus. He's going to tell us more about his work in his business in just a moment. But we also have interviews with folks from all different walks of life. If you ever have an interest in being part of a podcast, just reach out to us. We'd like to visit with you, maybe hear your story. Hey, Mr. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Archie. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Marcus, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and about your family. Well, um, <laughs> and I really don't like talking about myself, but oh, it, come on, we come must. on, man. <laughs> yeah, we must. Tell yeah. us about it. So, tell us about you. Yeah. So, I've got a beautiful wife, uh, Janet Creasy. Three wonderful boys, uh, Zachary, Caleb, and Jacob, uh, and a one-year-old granddaughter, Evie Kate. Uh, okay. We are a, um, a family. We live on operation over here in Cleburne County. And when I say I have my finger in many pies, uh, that's probably an understatement some days. Well, hey, so you are now you've entered the grandparent realm. Is that that's correct, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is correct. Yes, you turned one year old in February. So, so. what about being a grandparent? What is so (laughs) I was I'm still looking for somebody that can give me stay with me on this that can give me an indication of how you operate with an eight year old son and a one year old granddaughter because (laughs) I haven't figured out the dynamic between who gets the preference of attention and you know, the dollar bills and the candy and all of that. Well, so. you know what? You got a good point. I'm glad you brought that up to our audience. I do not know that many people who have that wide of a range. I've, I've got four grandsons and two adult, you know, two adult boys. And so I, they're a long ways from eight years old. So that, you know what, Marcus, that may be another podcast in and of itself. You can kind of tell us how to live that life. Uh, that yeah, that, that, that dynamic is interesting sometimes. Um, they, yeah. the, the son and granddaughter live not too far. And when they come up, it makes interesting times in the living room. Oh, wow. It gets the attention. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, so tell us now, when you say you you probably got your finger in a lot of pies, explain that to us. What do you mean by that? So um, first and foremost, uh, church and Jesus Christ is important to me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So not only do we do things through the church. Uh, you know, we also have to make a living from time to time. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. And so based on that, we've got a, a cow-calf operation over here in Cleburne County. Live not too far out of a little community called Ida, north of another one called Wilburn, because nobody knows where those two are. Technically, Drasco. Um, okay. We, uh, so we've got cows, a uh, commercial cattle operation, uh, named that I had three boys. Uh, then we've got a business, an insurance business as well, and I do some uh, ad hoc computing consulting on the side. And then I volunteer a lot to organizations like the Arkansas Cattlemen's and uh, have a couple of appointments on the state level for some commissions and such. So um, I'm usually on the move. So time at home is precious. And uh, so those pies. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of different things going on at one time. So. so so you're an Arkansas native, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Born and raised up around uh, North Little Rock, actually, uh, Crystal Hill area. And the property we live on now uh, has been in my family for a couple of generations. And so uh, when we decided to expand the cattle operation, got back from college, moved back to Arkansas, came came up here. Uh, we bought this house and the acreage from my father a few years back. And so they gave us the opportunity to expand on some cows. Well, good deal. Hey, well, I want to talk about all that. But first, let's talk about. Uh, you so you're in the insurance business, okay? So tell us yes, tell sir. us about yeah. tell us about that. What you do? So it's it's odd. My my degree is in animal science with a pre vet option on it. Uh, my master's degree is in extension and agri education, and I sell insurance. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I want everybody that hears this to know that when you send your kid to college, don't expect that that's what they'll do when they get out of college. Um, I fell backwards into those mainly because that's where my interest was. Yeah, uh, got the education from it. And so we specialize in the insurance business more along the lines of if it's insurance that touches a cow, we deal with it. So row crops, um, you know, straight up cattle mortality insurance, LRP, PRF, some some acronyms that go along with insuring items for the cattle industry. So that's hey, kind of what our focus is. If someone wants to get in touch with you, Marcus, about uh, your business, how do they do that? Um. Yeah, now, hey, look, I, I would not advise giving your cell number out. <laughs> you know, necessarily. Concept. E- email yeah. is usually about the best, I'll be honest okay. with you. So, okay. Yeah, the uh, Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, at Adams, A-D-A-M-S. Then there's a dash, kind of like a minus. Creasy, C-R-E-A-S-Y.com. Marcus okay. at Adams-Creasy.com. And through that, we run a lot of different, you know, again, insurance policies of all sorts. We've got clients from New Mexico to South Dakota, over into Illinois, down to Florida. Uh, yeah. And so, that's what I was going to ask you next. I was going to make sure that folks in surrounding states and across the U.S., if they want to get involved with you, they could and they can. And hey, folks, too, yes. if you didn't catch that email address, we will put that in the show notes. And so you can get a hold of Marcus and Maybe do some business with him. I can I can verify. I've watched him from afar. Let me say that. <laughs> We're not necessarily like personal friends, but I'm a part of the Cattlemen's Association. So I've watched him, kind of watched his business, how he conducts himself. Great guy. And so I think he'd be fair and upright with you. So if you're looking for that, give him a chance uh, to do business with you. Okay, so let's talk about, first, let's talk about the cow-calf operation. So what have you, it's a commercial herd. So did you say it was Angus or did I? 
My thing. So uh, I'm I am very non-respective of colors. I'll start with that. So I'm I'm very unbiased. Um, our herd has always been commercial, and you know we're probably seventy percent black. Uh, you know, growing more red as we go through time. Uh, the affinity for the red color, but also finding some efficiencies with it as well. Uh, but we carry some grays and some, you know, some pink nose, black nose, smoke calves. So it's it's a hodgepodge. I got you. Do you try to do you sell direct beef or do you just go to market with them? Or that, that's that's interesting because that's that's where we're uh, evolving what we're doing into. Because typically, as a cow calf, you know, we'd sell a five six hundred pound wing calf. Uh, it'd be preconditioned, obviously. That was our our typical, but uh, we had to downsize right right as COVID was hitting. We had to downsize drastically, and in doing that, we've started focusing a little more on trying to move that to more direct market beef, uh, freezer beef, simply yeah. because uh, with smaller herd size right now, that allows us a little better opportunity to capitalize on some some profit. Yeah, that's good. Good deal. Well, it is about for. Really, anything in business, you got to make money. You can't, uh, you don't want to pay to play necessarily. So, <laughs> and there's enough that you can in this industry. You could pay a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Expenses. That's right. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. We could just, we could really go into discouragement if we got talking about all that. So, okay, so two. Now, let's talk about the Arkansas Cattlemen's Association. How long have you been involved with that? So technically, if you want to ask the question that direction, I was an employee from 2000 to 2002. Okay, uh, I left. I left in uh, spring of 2002 to go go work for myself. Essentially, moved back home at that point. So after I left the association as an employee, I came back in as a volunteer, and I had a little different approach because I had some uh, knowledge of what the staff goes through and putting programs together and things like that. So I was a little unique resource for them on the volunteer side. Well, I went through the county levels, uh, you know, just a member, then onto the county board, state board rep, county president, worked my way up through regional, uh, ended up being um, second, first vice. And uh, 2011, 2012 was my uh, president years for the Arkansas Cattlemen's Association. And then eventually worked my way up into Region 4 of NCBA as uh, Region 4, which is Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, as a regional VP sitting on their uh, policy side. So I've, I've been in all aspects from a dues-paying, steak-eating member <laughs> to uh, having to tote the load from, from day to day. So Wow. So you got a lot of experience that I, I don't guess I realized you'd served at the national level, but hey, thank you for doing that. They do a good work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They really do. Okay. Well, good stuff. Okay. So also you're on another board here in Arkansas. So tell us about that. That's a poultry. Yes, sir. Livestock right. and Poultry Commission. <laughs> yes, that's, sir. That's fine. It, it's, it's been a unique trip along the way. So uh, several years back, let's, let's, let's talk not quite a decade, but maybe a little over a decade back, we obviously developed the Arkansas uh, Department of Agriculture. And in that, prior to that, we had separate plant board, forestry commission, livestock and poultry and such. All of that got consolidated together under the Department of Agriculture. So under that heading, I serve today as as chairman of the Livestock and Poultry Commission for the state of Arkansas. Uh, We're a commission that is designed to, in in my opinion, give feedback to government. So if they're going to spend our dollars, 
how do we as citizens give the opportunity to say we agree with this, we don't agree with this? That's what I see our role as. So on a day-to-day basis, uh, you know, the commission itself within the department takes care of the health of the herd, whether that be cows or chickens or pigs, across the state of Arkansas. We come together on quarterly meetings to look at rules, to look at violations, determinations of next steps, how we can help producers in the in Arkansas create a better atmosphere of, of producing their product, basically. Yeah. So, so our job is to basically help promote the health of the state of Arkansas's cattle herd. Hey, hey Marcus, do you think is is the cattle herd in Arkansas is it growing or decreasing or staying the same? Do you, do you know? Yeah, it's 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 an odd thing, but I think you see it in a lot of states. Technically, uh, we're we're shrinking in producer numbers, but our average herd size is going up. And I think that is some of the swap as we find the older generation starting to retire out. They're finding some time to, you know, as markets get right, they sell out. Uh, but some of that ground is being picked up by producers who are able to expand. So from a herd size, yes, we are shrinking. There are smaller numbers we're collecting. You know, there's, there's less sold in the sale barns. But in the big picture, um, we're still holding strong. And actually, our average numbers are growing uh, okay. per producer. What do you think on the poultry division? You know, I that's I don't know in Arkansas. I don't know. I'm just outside looking. It looked like the past decade we saw a lot of maybe new houses going up or stuff. Yes, sir. It's it is an explosive industry for the state of Arkansas in growth. Um, they've had some challenges. Obviously, AI avian influenza was one of our big things within this last year and a half ish. Uh, dealing with that from a commission standpoint. Um, you know, and our field guys did a wonderful job in being able to contain that and try to get markets open back up from from a disease standpoint. But from a growth of the industry, um, you and I both from our corners of the world have seen some growth hmm. in not only poultry houses, but operations of those uh, processors as well. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Marcus, too. OK, you got a lot going on. Uh, Grandpa and uh, you have an eight year old. That's right. Uh, so uh, business, serving organizations and our state, how do you what what helps you hold all that together? And it sounds like that might be overwhelming at times, a lot of stuff going on. So what, what kind of keeps you stable going through the day? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to get to faith, but I would be remiss not to mention that the day, the moment I walk through the front door, and can see, you know, the smiling faces of children and my bride that that makes the yeah. day better, obviously. <laughs> but honestly, it is is my faith in Jesus Christ. Um, I drive a lot. Let's just use that as an example. I was yeah. in Florida about a week ago at a, at a sale down there visiting with some folks. And so when you've got 14 hours on the road, it takes a little bit of time. And I, I, I do listen to podcasts. Uh, a lot of mine are ministers. So as I'm driving, I'm making sure that not only if I have to miss a Sunday because I'm out on the road, that I've got a uh, good influence coming in. There's a lot of bad influence around us. We can yes. fill our minds yeah. with all kinds of stuff. But I listen to ministers. I listen to uh, a lot of Christian music, uh, things like that when I'm on the road. But but Sundays, Sundays are, are, are my thing. Uh, I love getting the family up early and getting together making it to Sunday school and church and and just the the, the day of rest um, 
we're instituting a little better about, you know, Sunday afternoons, dad gets his nap after church uh, <laughs> when he normally wouldn't any other day of the week, you know. So if we're going to go check cows, we'll do it late in the afternoon uh, yeah. Sunday. But yeah. but it really is. It's faith. Um, it's relying and, and seeing the work of the Lord in everything that we do every, all the way around us. Yeah. Marcus, did you become a believer in Christ when you were younger or was it older? Or when, did, when did it happen in your life? So the answer to that is um, yes. Um, I I told you I was raised around uh, North Little Rock in that mm-hmm. area as we were growing up, and we'd come up to the farm on weekends. But when you know I was raised in a in a good Baptist church growing up, was baptized at an early age. But you know to to be honest with God and 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 your listeners about my walk, I, I fell out for a while uh, going through uh, college. Uh, did not have a good uh, Christian home at college. Um, getting out of college and coming back to real life and trying to get it started, I, I was not as faithful as I should be. So uh, I, I can't tell you an exact time of when, but I started finding myself looking around thinking, this this ain't right. Uh, so I thought the best thing that I could do for myself was was reassert faith in my life. So I started making priorities of Christ, started making priorities of church. And as I did that, I saw the things around me bloom. Uh, I found a better family life. I found a better peaceful life for myself. I didn't have as much conflict going on. Mm-hmm. And as I grow that even today, I find that um, the Harry Carey speed of life we live, <laughs> that I can still see and feel God's blessings on me even driving to Florida, you know, <laughs> there's, oh, wow. there's opportunity yeah. to find it if you can find it. So, yeah. Well, Marcus, as we say, that a preach, man, right there. Yes, that a preach. So, hey, Marcus, thank you for taking time out of your day and being with us today. We appreciate it so much. Yes, sir. Thank you, Archie. Yeah. Hey, guys, again, check out the show notes and get a hold of Marcus. Uh, you may have some questions uh, regarding faith, or maybe you find yourself similar. A position as Marcus, I'm sure just through his email, if you reached out to him and said, hey, man, I got a question about business or I got a question just about, hey, how can I grow my relationship with Christ? I can tell he's a top individual that will help you in any way he can. Hey, and that's the thing for us here. You can email me at archie at agrihealth.net. I'll be glad to help point you in a direction. Also, if you're in a different state somewhere, we've got a lot of great Bible-believing, Bible-teaching churches all across the U.S. If you find yourself out there and you say, you know what? I sense the Lord doing something in my life. I want to find a good church. Hey, reach out to me. Uh, I've got a lot of friends across the states. We'll get you uh, in a good Bible teaching, Bible believing church, and we'll help you any way we can. Hey, as always, we encourage you, if you like the podcast, uh, let us know. Give us a rating. We'd like to know how we're doing. That will help us to do better. And we plan on being right back here next week, same time, same place. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri-Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.